Staying true to America's national destiny, the voice of the awakening. Your host, Bishop E. W. Jackson. Because there are a lot of hurting people out there, sons. You know that? There are a lot of hurting people out there. And let me tell you something. I say this just about everywhere I go. You can rest assured of this. Everybody you meet has got problems. Everybody. There are no exceptions. They got something that's happened that they got to try to deal with. They got something that's not happening that they want to happen. They got something in a loved one, a loved one who's not right that they're trying to get straightened out. Uh, they got a health problem. They got an emotional problem. They got to adjust. Everybody's got problems. And you have the answer. Because the answer is Jesus. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 1 and 2. Read this with me. It says, Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart. In other words, we don't give up because now we got it. Amen? So, you know, no way, no way in the world we're giving up or backing down because we got it now. You know, you see, meet these people, I used to be saved. <laughs> no, you never were. Because <laughs> if you ever really had it, you're never going to give it up. Amen? Amen. But read on. It says, but... We have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness, nor handling the word of God deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. Now, saints, this is very important. Well, here's what the Apostle Paul is saying. Here's what the Spirit is saying to him. We don't use tricks and gimmickry. Gimmickry, I mean. We don't, we don't try to manipulate people. See, there are folks who use, try to use the word of God, twist it, turn it, and try to manipulate people with it. Try to, try to you know, handle it deceitfully. And, and, and every cult basically does that. We don't do that. But here's what we do. By manifestation of the truth. In other words, I tell you the truth, and then I believe God to manifest it in your life, and then I leave that to your conscience to deal with. You see what I'm saying? I don't, I don't try to figure out what's a slick, quick way to... I mean, do you all realize some of the crazy stuff that's been done, presumably in the name of Jesus? You all ever heard of the children of God in California? I think they're still around, but there's not many of them. But do you know they actually, the, they're called the children of God, do you know they actually got young women to go out and sexually seduce men because they figured once they got them sexually seduced, they would then be open to receiving Jesus. Now that's the craziness that can go on in this world. I mean, we're shaking our heads because you can, but, but saints, listen, the Bible says the heart of man is deceitfully wicked above everything. Who can know it? I mean, people will have come up with this, and, and with the most twisted, messed up ideas, yeah, you, all these molestations we've heard, and how priests and even and, and, and some of these pastors, doesn't matter whether they're Catholic or Protestant, will tell people that you're doing this because this is what God wants you to do. God wants you to do this. I think there's a special place in hell for folks who do that. I'd have, I'd have more respect for you if you just said, it ain't right, God ain't approving, but this is what I want to do. What about you? I mean, you must, you know, you're going to put it on God? 
and say, God wants you to do this? I mean, see, and people who do that, I believe they don't know God. I don't care what anybody say. I, I do not believe that folks like that know God because, look, I love God, and, and, but, but if you love God and know God, there's a fearful respect of God. You're not going to play with him and just try to use him as your toy. Amen? So we don't handle the word of God deceitfully. We put it out there. Just like throwing meat in a bear. Here it is. This is the truth. God can heal you. And you'll come in agreement with me. I'll pray for you. And, and, and I know you'll get healed. You just got to come in agreement with me. Amen? Amen. And then you pray for him and say, now you watch God work. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We don't, we don't need to go through any kind of, you know, uh, slick machinations and manipulations and trying to get people to position and all that. That, 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 that stuff is demonic, saints. But it's happening everywhere. It's happening everywhere. Amen? Amen? And it's happening in some places where they call themselves churches. All right, go to Mark chapter 10. Go to Mark chapter 10. Let me show you something here. Praise God. Mark chapter 10. And go to verse 46. If you're with me, say amen. amen. Mark chapter 10, verse 46. Read it with me. It says, Now they came to Jericho... As he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road begging. Don't you like how the Bible tells you not only who the person was, but who the daddy was? And people say, well, the Bible's not true. Well, I'll tell you, it sure does give you a lot of details about stuff. Amen. 47, it says, and when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Then many warned him to be quiet, but he cried out the more, Son of David, have mercy on me. What we talked about? Persistence. You listen, you all ain't blind. Shut up. I'm the one blind. I'm, I'm, trying, to get, I'm trying to get my sight. Get out of my way. Don't shut up. Be quiet. I ain't going to be quiet. I heard Jesus heals blind people. Jesus! Amen. See, you got to be determined to get your blessing against all eyes. And people will come up to you and tell you, well, now, you know, you want to be realistic. And you know you don't want to get your hopes up. And, you know, they might come up to you and tell you, you going to that church where that Bishop Jack tell you God's going to do this and God's going to do that. You better watch believe in that stuff. Oh, yeah. Believe people come to me and say that their loved ones are, you know, now, you know, now, look, come on, we got to be realistic. That's what they're saying. Man, leave Jesus alone. You blind. You, he's, he's coming by. He's, he's, he's busy. He's a busy man. He's got an itinerary. He's doing such and such. Leave the man alone. No. Jesus, have mercy on me. Glory to God. You, now listen, you've got to have that same kind of determination in whatever the situation. Whether you're praying for your health, you're praying for a loved one, you're praying for a financial need, you're praying for, for a breakthrough of some kind, you've got to have that same kind of determination. The same kind of Jacob. I'm not letting go till you bless me. I'm going to have this thing, Lord. I know you can do it for me. Because look, saints, God is not holding you back or holding back on you. Your faith is trying to come up to the level that is needed in order to get the breakthrough. That's what's happening. That's what's happening because the currency of the kingdom realm is faith. You got to be persistent. What if blind Bartimaeus when they said, shh, and said, oh, excuse me. 
Psalms for the blind. I mean, alms for the blind. Alms for he'd stay blind. But he wouldn't listen to that. He pressed forward. Amen. Amen. That's what you got to do. That's a key. That persistence is a key to getting your breakthrough. And so then look, it says, so Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. Then they called the blind man saying to him, be of good cheer, rise. He is calling you. Now read the 50th verse. It says, and throwing aside his garment, he rose and came to Jesus. Now let me show you the, the faith this man had, because in those days, if you were a beggar, they didn't have most uh, 10 cups like we see today or something like that. They took their outer garment, which we would think of like as a sweater. They wore a robe underneath and they'd have an outer garment that we would think of as like a sweater or a coat. And they would lay that in front of them and people coming by would drop coins and drop stuff, you know, uh, something for them, you know, to try to help them out. This man, when they told him Jesus was calling, he just said, I don't need this no more. That mean, I don't know what was in there, but there's probably some stuff laying there. He kicked that stuff out of the way. That's done. Okay, where is it? It was faith that was driving him forward. Amen? He knew that his breakthrough had come. He knew that it had come. You know, there comes a time in your life where you've been praying about something, and then you know that you know that you know that you know that your breakthrough has come. Amen? You just, that, 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 that confidence just rises up in you, and you know you got it. You know you got it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And when you know you got it, you ought to rejoice. Yeah. Amen. Don't wait, till, don't wait till you see it with your physical eyes. When you know in your heart you got that thing, that, that's when you ought to rejoice. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Why? Because we walk by faith and not by sight. You don't have to say, well, no, Lord, I believe that, but prove it to me. Once you know in your heart you got it, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Go ahead and shout and dance and dance and, and, and give God praise. Just like, just like somebody just handed it to you. Because he did. Amen. In the spirit, he did. And, and, and by the way, saints, when, you, when you're praying for something that you really want, you really want to see a breakthrough, if that has not come yet, that's because you haven't pressed in hard enough yet. Because you press in hard enough, that's what's going to happen. God's going to say, you got it. And you're going to know that thing in your heart. I mean, right then and there, you're going to know. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, look, it says, 50, first verse says, so Jesus answered him and said to him, what do you want me to do for you? The blind man said to him, Rabboni, that I may receive my sight. Then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus on the road. Now, first of all, notice the chronology. Jesus said, your faith in the present has made you well, past participle, has made, has made. It already made you well, and the man's still blind. But as soon as Jesus said that, eyes opened. See, you got to declare the thing before it actually happens if you want to see it happen. You can't wait till it happens and then declare it. Anybody can do that. Amen. You're walking in faith. You've got to declare it before it happens. Amen. Jesus said, your faith has made you well. And I guess the man, he, he knew what he had. He knew he got it. As soon as Jesus said that, boom, eyes opened up. Glory to God. Amen. Saints, faith is the currency of the kingdom realm. Amen. 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 Glory to God. Let's do one more. Go to Luke chapter 17. Luke chapter 17. 
Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Glory to God. Thank you, Lord. You know what? No. Go to Mark chapter 5. Go back to Mark chapter 5. Go back to Mark and, and go to Mark 5. I'm, I'm going to skip that because I, I, I can't take the time. I'm not going to finish this today, but I want to get this in because this is so powerful. I want to show you this because this is consistent with everything we've been learning, but it's going to give you a new look at this particular passage. Mark chapter 5. Go to verse 25. It's the woman with the issue of blood, of course. Now, we looked at this a little bit when we looked at Bartimaeus. I mean, I looked at Jairus' daughter's healing, but we looked at her from Jairus' perspective. Now we're going to look at this from her perspective and from the perspective of Jesus. Mark chapter 5, verse 20. Are you there? Read it with me. It says, Now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years, and had suffered many things from many physicians. She had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment, for she said, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Now, I'm going to tell you two things about this that are very, very powerful. The first thing you may have heard before, because I've taught it before. Number one, she didn't just say this once. She just said this on the way. She had been saying it and saying it and saying it and saying it. She had been ministering that thing into her spirit. I tell you, saints, confession is so powerful. When you confess the word of God, I don't care what the circumstances, you confess the word of God over your circumstances, the word of God will transform the circumstances. She said, if I may but touch the hem of his garment. See, the hem of the garment had, very, had, had great significance. You know, in, uh, what is it, Psalm 133, where it talks about the anointing of God, the oil that ran down the, to uh, Aaron's beard, down to the hem of his garment. That, that, the, 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 the tassels at the end of that garment represented the covenant of God. They represented the covenant of God. She said, I could just touch the hem of his garment. She's thinking, this, 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 man, this man is a priest of God. This man is a prophet of God. If I, can, if I can get close enough to just grab hold of that him, grab hold of that covenant, grab hold of that power, I'm going to be made whole. She's been saying it and 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 saying it. But the Lord showed me something in addition to that. The word, for she said, or that phrase, for she said, is the Greek word lego, lego. I don't know why our, our Legos, same, same word that we use for this, this, these toy parts, Legos, but it's the word Lego, probably related to Logos. But here's what that word actually means. It means a set or systematic discourse, boasting and showing forth and putting forth to others. In other words, what the text is saying, this woman was preaching. This woman was going around bagging the people. People, you know, saying, you ain't got no business coming out. I'll tell you what, though, when I see Jesus, he come by, I'm going to touch the hem of his garment, I'm going to be made whole, you watch. <laughs> she was boasting and bragging to folks about this. Saints, we need to boast sometimes, not in ourselves, but in God, about what God's going to do for us, amen? Amen. And this woman was going around, I, 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 look, I guess some of these folks, they probably got on, she got on their nerves. Every time you turn around, about, yeah, you wait. I'm, I'm, Jesus is going to come by. When he comes by, I'm going to grab the hem of his garment. I'm going to be made whole. Now you watch. You're going to tell people, yeah, yeah, I know what the doctor said, but God's going to heal me. Now you watch. 
Yeah, I know what the financial people say, but, but God's going to deliver me. Now you just watch and see. Glory to God. We don't make our boast in ourselves. We make our boast in the Lord. Amen? Amen. She was actually preaching this stuff to people around her, telling them what God was going to do for her. Hallelujah. See, saints, that's the stuff of discipleship. We're not boasting in ourselves. We're not being arrogant about who we are. But we're boasting in the Lord. And we're being bold and confident about who he is and what he will do. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. You got a loved one who's under your aegis, under your authority, in covenant with you. You ought to be bold about it and say, God, I know you're going to take care of that. Amen. Amen. I, I, I told the Lord, I said, Lord, now, ain't none no, of my children going to hell. We ain't having that. Amen. We're not having that. Uh-uh. No, 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 no. I'm in covenant with you. You got to save my children. Right. Amen. Amen. I said, Lord, I told the Lord that too. I said, now look, I want my brothers, my sisters, my mother, I want all of them to be saved. But they don't really belong to me. My children belong to me. They're mine. They're mine and my wife's. We want that. We want our children saved. We want them all filled with the Holy Ghost and we want them all celebrating with us in heaven. I don't care where they are right now. I don't care what they're doing. Glory to God. And I told you all, we went to visit one relative who the last time we heard was an atheist. And we sat there and they said, no, no, I consider myself a Christian now. And we kind of, oh, praise the Lord. Well, wonderful. Thank you, Lord. You're working. Amen. Amen. I mean, going from I, I'm an atheist to, oh, no, I consider myself a Christian now. That's God. Amen. 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 We ought to be bold about it. Praise the Lord. But now look. Watch Jesus' response. Um, go to verse 29. It says, Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up, and she felt in her body that she was healed of the affliction. And Jesus, immediately knowing in himself that power had gone out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? Now Jesus asked a specific question to the person who touched him, what would have been the truthful answer? I did. I did. But that's not what she said. Look, go to, go to the 33, 32 and 33, it says, and he looked around to see her who had done this thing, but the woman, fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. She'd just say, it was me. She said, well, Lord, I've been running around telling people that I was going to touch the hem of your garment, I was going to get healed. And they didn't believe what I said, but I told them, if I can get to you and get touch the hem of your garment, I'm going to be healed. And he, she, that's what she unloaded on him. So she told him the whole truth. <laughs> said, Lord, this didn't just begin with me crawling on the ground trying to get to you. I've been telling folks this. I was all up there in the Judean Hills. I thought I was John the Baptist telling them, you wait, you just wait. You wait till I get a hold of Jesus' garment. So then, no wonder Jesus says, daughter, your faith has made you well. <laughs> but notice, he gave her three blessings. Your faith has made you well. And by the way, that word well is the word sozo. It's the same word that is used in Romans 10, 13 that says, whoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be sozo, shall be saved. He says, daughter, 
your faith has saved you. So first of all, just like the Syrophoenician woman, the Canaanite woman, he said, come on in. You're under me now. Hallelujah. See, when you go to God about something earnestly, you know what? He's not just going to do the thing you ask. He's going to do something more for you. Because he's able to do the exceedingly abundant above what we ask or think. He's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And see, that's just his nature. So he doesn't just stop rewarding you where you asked him to. He said, well, since you came to me, here, here's this, here's this, here's this, here's this, and here's this. <laughs> Glory to God. Our God is not a minimalist who just, what do you want? Lord, I just need five cents. Well, here's five cents. Now you come to God and you say, Lord, I really need this, I really need this, and God just opens up and just dumps stuff on you. Hallelujah. So he, so he told her, your faith has made you saved, and they said, go in peace. Nothing missing, nothing broken, prosperity. Remember, she was broke. Spent all of her money on doctors, and you know what the doctors were like in those days? They didn't know nothing. They just might as well have been flipping a coin. I mean, and she, they took all the woman's money, and she ain't got no better. It's just, just as bad as she ever was. So now she's broke. Where else she going to go now? She found her answer. Amen? Yeah. So he said, your faith has saved you, and now... You got your money back. Now you got your prosperity back. Because she must have had some money because she was probably spending money seeing all these doctors. So she must have had some savings, amen? And if she's got nothing, Jesus said, we're going to take care of that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. So your faith has saved you. And then, and then, then he says to her, and, and, and on top of that, and be healed of your affliction too. Oh, by the way, that too. Glory to God. <laughs> Jesus is almost like he's saying, oh, that's the easy stuff. I, I, that's taken care of. But I want you to know you're saved. I want you to know you got your stuff back. Now you can go in peace, daughter. You, you can go with your head held high, knowing nobody can talk about you and say you don't have any business being out in public. you got an issue of blood. Glory to God. Saints, God will do more for you than you ask him. But you got to go to him earnestly, amen, and go in faith. Your faith will produce greater than you've asked or imagined. This is what happens to this woman, what happened to the Canaanite woman. When people went to Jesus and he blessed them, I mean, I wonder what happened to those children that he put his hands on and blessed them. Probably some of the saints that rose up later in life to, 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 to do great things for God. Because when God blesses, he doesn't bless in a one-dimensional way. Amen. Amen. God, you know, because God, look, God is not one-dimensional, even three-dimensional. God is all dimensions at the same time. Amen. So he's blessing you on all kinds of levels all at once, saints. That's why when the Bible says he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him, if you really believe that, if you really believe that, why would you not diligently seek him? Why would you not diligently seek him? See, I don't just go to God when it's time for me to prepare a sermon. I mean, I, I, I like to spend, in fact, there are times when I get busy and, and I, because I, I like to spend extended time talking to God about things. I, I want to spend time praising him and worshiping in my private life. Then I want to go through my prayer journal and, and talk to him about the various things that are on my mind. Well, that takes time. And, and you know, sometimes when I finally say, okay, now, praise the Lord, I got, I got two or three hours and I finally get along with God, I, I could almost not stop weeping because I'm so glad to be in his presence. So glad to be able to spend, look, I love spending time with my wife. Been with her 45 years almost. No, 45 years, we're going 46. 
But I tell you what, God's got a monopoly. You know, me and God got a thing going on. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Me and God got a thing going on. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Being in the presence of God, well, see, he's a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And you're diligently seeking him, and you're wondering, well, where did that blessing come from? God said, oh, that's just gravy. Because I, you know, I love to reward you, because I know you love me, and I know you're diligently seeking me. That's just gravy. That's just something I threw on you. You weren't expecting it, but there it is. That's how God wants to bless you. Amen. Healing you, healing your loved ones, he'll do that for you. All you got to do is ask him, go to him in earnest, ask him, and don't, 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 don't let the devil convince you that God cannot or will not or, or is not going to do it because the devil is a liar. Jesus is our Messiah. Hallelujah. And glory to God, he's got more for you than you even, the Bible says, eye has not seen nor ear heard, neither has it entered into the heart of man what God has prepared for them that love him, but he's revealed it by his spirit. For the Spirit searches all things, yes, even the deep things of God. God's got wonderful things in store for you. But you won't get a sense of that unless you get in his presence and spend time with him and let him minister to you and talk to you and and hold you and, and rock you in the bosom of his love. I tell you, there's nothing better than Jesus. Glory to God. Come on, do I have a witness in here? There's nothing better than Jesus. Amen. 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 Glory to God. God bless your daughter. God bless you. God bless you. Amen. Whatever it is, just hold fast. Hold fast. Don't cut loose. Amen. Don't cut loose. I don't care how bad the situation. You know God specializes in taking bad situations and turning them into glorious, praiseworthy situations. He loves to do that. He loves to do that. Amen. When it looks like there's no way out, God loves to step in and say, yeah, well, there is a way out. He'll make a way out of no way. Old songwriter said he's a rock and a weary lamb and a shelter in a time of storm. Amen. Got that. I think they got that out of Psalms. Hallelujah. So I don't care what you're facing. Now listen, you're supposed to be walking in power. Power to help you and to help others. Amen. Amen. All you've got to do is hold fast to the word of God and watch that power produce. And when, look, I said I'm going to come to seven things. And I think I'm going to come back to them. But look, when, when, you're, when, when you're facing a situation where, you know, you're praying and you're seeking God and nothing seems to be happening, there's a cycle you got to go through. You, you got to have that faith. You got to have that persistence. You got to build a confession. Build a confession. What are you saying about it? What are you saying to yourself? What are you saying to God? What are you constantly saying to yourself? You're saying, oh, man, ain't nothing happening. Well, that's the wrong thing to be saying. Are you saying, God, thank you? So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta have that confession. You gotta have that praise. You gotta have that persistence, and then you gotta thank him and praise him for the outcome before it happens. Amen. You can't wait till the battle is over. You gotta shout now. Saints, anybody can get happy when they get a breakthrough. My goodness gracious. Your little, I mean, some of you have pets. Your little puppy gets happy. You give them a cookie or a biscuit or something, and they they start wagging their tail and. I mean, anybody can do that, but to praise God before it happens, amen? To say, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus, I know I got it. I need you to do it with all your heart, like you know that, you know that, you know that you got it. Now you're walking in real mature faith. Glory to God, glory to God, and you praise God and you thank God, and then guess what? If you don't see the results, 
you come right back to the word and you minister the word and minister faith to yourself and you start that thing all over again and you just keep doing it and doing it and doing it and I guarantee you as I'm a living witness, you're gonna get your breakthrough. You're gonna get it. Hallelujah. Come on, stand up on your feet and give God praise. Thank you, Jesus.